We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other end of the speaker. And relatively quiet in 49ers land, outside of an interview from the 49ers general manager, John Lynch, and head coach, Kyle Shanahan, who are at the NFL owners' meetings, making all kinds of important decisions like deciding that both teams get to touch the ball in overtime in the playoffs. Like these are the decisions decisions that they're making and couldn't be more important. Couldn't be more crucial. So now apparently uh, in overtime in the playoffs, you can call this the chiefs bills rule. I suppose um, you can call this the chiefs bills rule. Uh, it, hopefully you remember that game. Absolute insanity all the way till the final second in overtime. You now, in overtime, have to allow both teams to touch the ball. I have no opinions on this rule. Whatever. Um, I mean, I have always felt college overtime was way more entertaining to watch if entertainment is the goal. You know, I'm not entirely sure. The I mean, obviously, the NFL is about entertainment. But, you know, you want the games to come with a, a sense of legitimacy. And I'm not sure that many at the NFL level feel like a college type of overtime or both teams are starting at the 25-yard line is legitimate, you know, but sure to, sure as hell is fun to watch. But anyways, so we got good, upfront, honest, insightful, interesting conversations from both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, and, and I feel like these are both really, really good topics to talk about. They kind of really offer some insight into the 49ers situation, namely at the quarterback position right now. And we're just going to roll through them. I have a whole list of notes of everything I heard about or everything I heard them say, all the interesting comments they make. I'm going to try and offer you my thoughts, my takes as often as I can. I don't necessarily want this to be just a review of what they said. Obviously, that's what we're going to do. But I want to make sure I'm getting you know my spin on things so that you guys are actually getting your money's worth when it comes to uh, this free podcast. <laughs> so... 
Uh, and then there's a couple notes, a couple interesting tidbits down there towards the bottom that I've got in regards to other players, other positions on the roster. But as we all know, and kind of making one of my points when it comes to the 49ers quarterback situation, until it's resolved, it's going to be about 75% of what we talk about. Now, I'm going to try and limit that here on the pond. Obviously, we're starting to, 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 to edge our way towards draft season. We'll start to uh, we'll have to we'll have to have some guests on talk about some positions, talk about some needs, talk about some uh, pro players. You know, I've I've got to dig into the draft class this year, and at least to the point of developing like a draft crush. You know, I miss the days of digging into the draft to the point where, you know, this this is the player that I really want the 49ers to draft. Now that being said, that's going to be kind of hard to do when the 49ers don't have a first round pick, and you're like, this is who I want the 49ers to draft with pick number 62. You have no idea who's going to be there. But anyways, I do miss having a draft crush. And my last major unequivocal draft crush was the one DeForest Buckner. So I'm proud of the fact that he ended up being an absolutely incredible player, broken by the fact that he was traded to another team. But it is what it is. This is not a therapy session. We're moving on. Okay, John Lynch spoke to the media a couple days ago. I believe it was Monday. And... I was planning on recording on Monday, but then I knew Kyle Shanahan was going to talk on Tuesday. So I was like, okay, let me put it off. I'll I'll record on Tuesday after both have have spoken. And I'm glad I did because Kyle Shanahan offered a lot of insight. But let's start with John Lynch. Let's go in chronological order here. John Lynch was the first to speak with the media. The one thing I would... I noticed immediately immediately was like, one, the camera angle wasn't the most flattering, but John Lynch just looked straight uncomfortable talking about the quarterback situation, which were the vast majority of questions. And I can understand where he's coming from when it comes to that un- uncomfortability. What do you mean? Uncomfortable, uncomfortableness, whatever you want to call it. I'm trying to make up words here. John Lynch looked pretty uncomfortable talking about the quarterback situation. And I, I, I understand why, because the 49ers are, are in a spot that they did not think they would be going through the offseason. They did not think they would be in this spot going through the season. When Jimmy Garoppolo was out on the field and the 49ers were pushing their way towards the NFC Championship game, and the 49ers did not expect, knowing that they were going to usher in the Trey Lance era, they did not expect Jimmy Garoppolo to still be on the roster right now. They are in uncharted territory, and they are adapting to the situations as they come. And right off the bat, John Lynch kind of hit us with some pretty surprising, a pretty surprising fact. And that was the 49ers got absolutely no offers for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo did have offseason shoulder surgery that came very close to the start of the league year. But I still figured that that would damage his trade value, not diminish it. Not, and not, not even diminish. And maybe this is coming from multiple angles, and maybe it's not just the shoulder surgery, but I, I definitely expected the 49ers to still get trade offers for Jimmy Garoppolo. I just expected that they would be less than what the 49ers were hoping for, given the situation. But according to John Lynch, who I guess we're, we're going to have to take his word, Got, they got no offers for Jimmy Garoppolo. Not one. 
They had conversations, some of them substantial, but they never got a single offer for Jimmy Garoppolo. And that to me is surprising. Again, maybe a lesser offer, something that took the shoulder in, old shoulder injury into account, but none, man, like I am not a Jimmy Garoppolo stan. I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo hater. I believe he is a good to mediocre quarterback with, with flashes of good, flashes of bad, flashes of great, flashes of bad. You know, but that to me is what makes a mediocre quarterback. A mediocre quarterback is going to make amazing, great plays from time to time, but they're going to balance those out with bad plays and they're going to land themselves in the land of mediocre quarterbacks. But for Jimmy Garoppolo, who has had a decent amount of success in this league, you know, in one of the more prolific offenses in the NFL, whether you want to attribute that to him or Kyle Shanahan, which, you know, the latter being the more significant. For them to not get a single offer for Jimmy Garoppolo still just surprises the hell out of me. And again, we're still taking an NFL GM's word in the offseason. We all know how that works. It, you know, you never know. But that doesn't necessarily – it doesn't help John Lynch to say that. Like, that doesn't improve Jimmy Garoppolo's draft stock. They did not get a single offer for Jimmy Garoppolo, which to me is is crazy. They had plenty of conversations, he said. But – you know, so maybe I was wrong in the fact that I, because I assumed Jimmy Garoppolo would maintain some trade value and it would just be some somewhat diminished by his shoulder surgery. But either that shoulder surgery killed any and all value because Jimmy Garoppolo was going to just miss the majority. I am stumbling all over my words today. He's going to miss the majority of the other team's offseason training program, you know, and not be able to throw right up until training camp. And that was probably a huge problem for teams looking for a new answer at quarterback. But I have to wonder how many other NFL teams out there just attribute any and all 49ers success to Kyle Shanahan, and they look at Jimmy Garoppolo as a, this guy sucks, and Kyle Shanahan made him look mediocre, made him look decent, made him look good. We'll, we'll give good. Good, like, I don't know, 6 out of 10, good. I don't know. Maybe good is too positive. But... Again, I mean, so I'm looking at this. I'm like, not a single offer, shoulder surgery. Do NFL teams out there just pretty much attribute any and all of Jimmy Garoppolo's success to Kyle Shanahan, and they believe that whatever their coaching staff is, whether that's an indictment of their own staff or not, they are not going to be able to get the same amount of productivity out of Jimmy Garoppolo as the 49ers got from him, and therefore kind of think of Jimmy Garoppolo as a stopgap quarterback, maybe an experienced backup. Somebody like Andy Dalton that just signed, you know, to be the backup for the Saints, I believe. Was that what I was reading? Uh, I think so. Uh, to be behind Jameis Winston. So, but I mean, then again, Jameis Winston got paid somewhat respectable money, if I read that correctly. And I would think that most NFL teams would value Jimmy Garoppolo over Jameis Winston. You know, the guy who set the record for the most interceptions in a single season. So we're kind of in a weird place right now, trying to determine what the hell NFL teams think of Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, so and now the 49ers are at a point where and Lynch and said Lynch said this, and so did Kyle Shanahan, that they do not plan to release Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, whether or not they do plan to do that or not, now we're in the territory of it does not benefit them at all to say that they do plan to release Jimmy Garoppolo or that they would eventually re release Jimmy Garoppolo. Because all that tells every other NFL team that is slightly interested or, you know, on the cusp of making a trade offer. Well, let's just wait, and we'll just make sure we, we outbid everybody else for him, which I don't think will take that much. 
You know, so the 49ers, both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have said they do not plan to release Jimmy Garoppolo. And that opens up a whole new bag of offseason tricks. Maybe not new, but additional. You know, so and, and for the most part, that was like kind of the meat and potatoes of John Lynch's interview. Now, Kyle Shanahan went a lot more in detail. But I really do feel like the 49ers are in. You know what? Let's let's get to Kyle Shanahan first. Okay, let's let's get to Kyle Shanahan first, and then I'll kind of start inserting a little bit more of kind of my summation of everything and where I think the 49ers are in their quarterbacks. Because it to me, it's kind of not as crazy as everybody's making it to be, but we'll see. All right. So first, I think we need to, you know, as we slowly, slowly take this conversation towards Trey Lance, who is the heir apparent to the 49ers quarterback room. I think that we all need to acknowledge the fact that if Jimmy Garoppolo were to start, were to become the starting quarterback in the 2022 season, it would be a glaring indictment of everything 49ers. Whether you want to put that on Trey Lance, whether you want to put that on Kyle Shanahan, whether you want to put that on John Lynch in the front office, the thing we need to establish right out of the gate, before we even get into Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo versus the situation and all that, is that, and I think this is kind of in the back of a lot of fans' minds, is the possibility that somehow we could see Jimmy Garoppolo starting for the 49ers in 2022 for in, in a situation that doesn't involve an injury to Trey Lance. And this is me knocking right there. If you didn't hear that, I'm going to do it a little bit closer to the mic. Hold on, i got to move my mouse pad out of the way. There we go. That was another knock. And I think everybody in that building knows that Jimmy Garoppolo starting for the 49ers in 2022 would be a glaring indictment of everything they've done. The massive trade that they pulled off to go up and get Trey Lance. Uh, Their scouting of everything they tried to learn about Trey Lance and everything they thought they knew about Trey Lance. Uh, you know, what Trey Lance is 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 or is not ready to do, you know, it would just be a massive black mark on the organization for Jimmy Garoppolo to start games in 2022. For all of this to happen, Jimmy Garoppolo say goodbye to the organization. Jimmy Garoppolo be sh- openly shopped um, for draft picks. Jimmy Garoppolo failing to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, failing to, uh, you know, you get what I mean. For this whole situation to steadily spiral out of control and then result in Jimmy Garoppolo starting games in 2022 with a healthy Trey Lance on the roster, that would be ground zero. The bomb is dropped, and now we have to pick up the pieces for the 49ers. That would be, we need to, we just need to win games, so throw them out there because something has gone wrong. And I think if you're talking about a healthy Trey Lance and and Jimmy Garoppolo still finds a way to start, then the 49ers know what that would mean. They know what that would mean. A quarterback that they were trying to trade and couldn't trade, you know, easily beat out their number three overall pick from two years ago that they traded two first round picks plus to move up and select. The 49ers know what that means. I don't think fans need to stress themselves on what it would mean if Jimmy Garoppolo were to start the 2022 season for the 49ers. I think the odds of that happening are astronomically low. 
And again, that for that to happen, the 49ers would have to be in a situation where everything had gone wrong. Everything. And, and a lot of things have already gone wrong in regards to what the 49ers were hoping would happen. Sorry, I had to clear my, uh, clear my throat a little bit there. And I muted the mic to do it. Didn't want to do it in your ear. So I, I think we need to get that out of the way. And I, I don't know I kind of drug that on, but... I think we need to get out of the way. The 49ers know that this is Trey Lance's team moving forward. And a Jimmy Garoppolo starting in 2022 would only open up the deepest levels of Pandora's box in the type of questions this team would have to field in regard to their quarterback room. So we got to get that out of the way. That being said, as time goes on, it seems increasingly likely that Jimmy Garoppolo will be on the 49ers roster as the team goes through the offseason program, OTAs, organized team activities, uh, you know, mini camp, and then working their way up to training camp. Unless something unexpected happens, which I say unexpected with a little bit of trepidation because it wouldn't necessarily be unexpected if the 49ers traded Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what they've been trying to do. I just don't expect it to happen anytime soon if it's still going to happen. But it does seem likely that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster as the 49ers move through the offseason program. Now, the good thing for Trey Lance and the 49ers is that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be able to throw a football throughout the majority of the offseason program working there at the training camp. So Trey Lance is going to get 100% of the reps. He's going to be considered the man. He's going to establish himself with his offense, with his playmakers, get comfortable, more comfortable than he's already becoming in the offseason. I know that he's down uh, working with his quarterback's coach, along with Nate Sudfeld. I know he's been throwing to Brandon Ayuk. So, you know, he's already making that, making that change right now. But Trey Lance needs a strong offseason program. The worst thing that could happen for the 49ers is while Jimmy Garoppolo is in the building for Trey Lance to struggle and struggle in front of the media and or struggle to a point where Kyle Shanahan will just up and say that he's struggling. So despite the fact that I do not believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get a chance to lead this team again, even if he is on the roster, Trey Lance still needs to have a strong offseason to just shut that up and, and not even allow it to creep in. Okay, because and when I'll get to that in a little bit, what I was about to say. So a strong offseason for Trey Lance, and that shutdowns shut downs any likelihood of a Jimmy return. Because Kyle Shanahan was asked, you know, do you see Trey Lance becoming the starter next season, whether Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster or not? And Kyle Shanahan said, well, yeah, we tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. So, of course, we see Trey Lance becoming the starter. So that I mean that's that's a good thing that's a good thing for the 49ers. I mean, they are already in a spot that they believe Trey Lance can take over and be the guy. So whether Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster or not, the 49ers are already gearing up for Trey Lance to be the starter. And I and I just don't see it benefiting the 49ers at all to play the field to act like Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to start. Now they're going to because them acting like Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to start is a way of their, you know, what they feel is increasing the increasing Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value a little bit by saying, "Oh, that's a legitimate quarterback." Of course, he has a chance to start. But the forty folks, the Forty ers have already tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They just didn't get any offers. <laughs> as sad as that is to say, Jimmy Garoppolo has already said goodbye to the organization. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They traded two first-round picks and a third-round pick and then used their third first-round pick on Trey Lance. It is Trey Lance's time to shine. But what has to happen is things that kind of go as expected, I guess. Trey Lance still has to go out there and show out just to shut up any idea that Jimmy Garoppolo could make some sort of resurgence in the, in the, within the organization. And then, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to get healthy. The 49ers, the the part that's going to get real annoying is when the 49ers have to play that, oh, Jimmy's healthy. He looks great. He's throwing the ball well. You know, I'm not sure if we have a quarterback competition. You know, Jimmy's an experienced guy. It's going to be tough to beat him out. You know, he's got a shot to start. We'll see, you know, in order to get teams – out there that may have a shred of interest in Jimmy Garoppolo, even thinking about it, the 49ers are going to have to act like Jimmy Garoppolo has a legitimate chance to start. And like we said earlier, that really just isn't the case unless the 49ers have hit ground zero. Jesus, Trey Lance looks horrible in camp. We can't get this guy to improve. It's not getting through his head. And our only saving grace is the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo just happens to still be on this roster for a whopping $27 million. That sounds horrible. So you still need some semblance of solid quarterback play from Trey Lance, especially during the portions of training camp that are open to the media because your boy's been there. Every single throw is documented by media members, whether who it was to, whether it was complete or incomplete, whether it was a good throw, a bad throw, how far downfield it was. The media will document every single Trey Trey Lance throw of training camp. And it will be broadcasted out to the world for all to see. So Trey Lance needs to have a strong offseason just to help squelch those random questions about whether Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to start or whether Trey Lance is is opening himself up for every sort of a quarterback competition. Yeah, it's just it has to happen. You gotta get rid of it. But to me, the and I'm gonna start transitioning into my own thoughts here. Everybody in that building knows it needs to be Trey Lance. They traded up to do it. And, and you have these fans, and it and it bugs, it annoys the hell out of me. They're like, oh man, make make Trey earn it. It's competition. You gotta these trades gotta earn it. And you're just like, Trey earned it the moment they traded. They exchanged three first round picks and a third round pick for him. Like, I love the idea of a player competing for a job. Trust me, I'm a coach. That's kind of how it works. But when you invest that kind of draft capital in a quarterback, it would be incredibly bad business to not go with him as the starter. 
Like I'm not I'm not saying that the guy is just ushered. He still has to go out there and play the game and win football games. But you don't just not play a, a guy that you traded that much for. And you're like, oh, couldn't be now, Jimmy. Sorry, Trey. After your four years, we'll go ahead and let you go. It's Trey's time. You know, and the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this roster just kind of tightens those, over tightens those screws just a little bit. Makes things just a little bit tense. Makes things creak just a little bit more. Y'all have been putting together a bed set from Ikea and you're like tightening, maybe not a bed set, a shelf, whatever it is. You've got those little things that spiral in and you're tightening it down and you're like, wait, this is an Ikea product. How much tightening can I get away with here? I don't want this thing to shake, you know, I don't want it to creak. I don't want it to, to, to move. I don't want it to wobble. So I'm going to, I'm going to tighten one more half turn, but you just never quite know how tight you can get that thing before your Ikea shelf or bed set just goes snap. And that's to me what the 49ers are doing. Now there's no snap involved, but the 49ers still have Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. And really, the only reason he's on the roster is because the 49ers want to try and get something in return for him. They both said it. Jimmy Garoppolo is too good of a football player to just release. Every time they say that to me, every time they talk about Jimmy Garoppolo staying on the roster, they're tightening that screw just a little bit. Because they're just delaying the inevitable. And whether that's for a draft pick or he just gets outright released, Every every media session that Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster, you are opening yourself up for every, whether plausible or not, Jimmy Garoppolo scenario question you can think of. Jimmy Garoppolo competing for the starting job. Is he going to be the backup? Are you going to restructure his contract and just keep him as a backup? How much, you know, is Jimmy Garoppolo willing to take $7 million and just be a, a higher price backup? Uh, you know, what's the lock room feel about? You you guys know what I'm saying. And to me, this it's just a lingering you know, that's the best way I can describe it. Just eh. thankfully for the 49ers, they've already gone through a year of hearing these, this type of talk and receiving these types of questions. The 49ers have made it plainly obvious what they're doing. They tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo's off season surgery and whatever the league's impression of Jimmy Garoppolo is did not merit an offer. The 49ers have made it clear where they stand. They are ready to go with Trey Lance because they tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. The fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this roster does not mean the 49ers are no longer ready to go for Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan said as much. The only thing that's going to be uh, you know, unfortunate is that the questions about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance are going to persist. And the storylines are going to persist. And when you want your brand new sophomore quarterback, I say brand new and I say sophomore, those are kind of contradictory, but your brand new starting quarterback to just be focused on nothing more than the playbook and the players, his teammates, what's in front of him, what he must do to get ready for the season. He's still going to be fielding these stupid Jimmy Garoppolo questions. And I'm not saying Trey Lance is some fragile shell of an emotional human being. And these questions are just going to break them apart. But they are going to get annoying. And they might already be annoying. And I don't think Trey Lance is going to have any any bit of a problem with that. I don't think it's going to necessarily keep him from being ready for the season. But it's just an unnecessary distraction. And at this point, I think the 49ers are in a position where they could just let things play out. 
I think everything's been established. And as much as, 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 as I would like resolution and as much as I feel like fans would like resolution, I feel like the 49ers are in a position where they have put all their cards on the table. Everybody knows if they're willing to hear it, what the 49ers have decided to do. They drafted Trey Lance. That should have been, you know, noticed enough. But they decided to play Jimmy Garoppolo this season. They felt Jimmy Garoppolo and his experience within the team and the locker room gave them the best chance to win, not to win. Not wild at all. But now the 49ers have openly admitted they tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, weren't unable to do so, which means this is Trey Lance's team. Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster or not. How long the team is willing to hold on Jimmy to Jimmy Garoppolo and for the sake of, well, he's a good football player. Can't just let him go. Even though good football players get cut all the time for various reasons. So the 49ers are in a position now where everybody knows where they are. Jimmy Garoppolo is available for trade. Trey Lance is a starting quarterback. So do the four are the 49ers in any rush anymore? I'm not sure they are. What is there to rush for? Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, off-site getting healthy. Won't be that long before Trey Lance is in the building, taking part in the off-season program that Jimmy Garoppolo cannot take part in. Business is going to be allowed to move forward with Trey Lance as a starting quarterback. And then even when training camp starts, the 49ers will be in complete control of how many reps Jimmy Garoppolo takes how much he throws the ball, and they'll be able to do it under the guise of recovering from his shoulder surgery. We know that Jimmy Garoppolo needs to pass a physical, and we want him to be healthy for another team. So we're not going to throw him too much. Trey Lance continues to get all the reps. And then eventually, before the start of, uh, of the season, I believe it is, whenever that date is, that trigger date for Jimmy Garoppolo's contract becoming guaranteed, if the 49ers have not traded him by then, You best believe they're cutting his ass because they're not going into the season with a $27 million backup. The 49ers are hoping one of these teams out there realizes their quarterback ain't doing it. I mean, with all the things we've heard about Carson Lentz from from Indianapolis, now of the commanders, maybe they realize they made a mistake. Just give me Jimmy Garoppolo over here because this this is bad, you know, and Look up Indianapolis comments on Carson Wentz as of today, and man, that was they just absolutely ethered him without openly doing so. It was kind of in the open, anyways. So my point being here, and I've had, I feel like I've been done a pretty poor, poor job at making it precise and succinct, is that all the cards are on the table for the 49ers. Everybody knows what they think. Everybody knows what they're trying to do. It's just a matter of when it happens and what it looks like. So. Either the 49ers are going to hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo until he gets healthy, um, and if he passes a physical, then they can just release him. They they incur no financial deficit, maybe some a little bit of dead money. If Jimmy Garoppolo cannot pass a physical when they release him, then they owe him a $7.5 million injury guarantee that becomes offset by another contract if it's now I don't, you know, if it's over $7.5 million. Now, what if he signs for under $6.5 million? Let's say they're on the hook for seven and a half. He signs for six and a half. Do the 49ers owe one million? Or do they still owe all seven and a half million? Because, you know, it never reached that point. I don't know. I'll have to get that answer for you. But my biggest, my biggest kind of point I'm trying to put forth here is like I don't think fans need to sweat the situation anymore. The 49ers have told you everything you need to know. 
Jimmy Garoppolo is available, available via trade. Trey Lance is a starting quarterback. They're going to dance around the idea that it is outright Trey's job because they want to keep as much pomp and circumstance for Jimmy Garoppolo as they can so that he still seems like a viable quarterback that, shoot, could start games for the 49ers in some weird area. But we're already past that. Jimmy Garoppolo said by the 49ers tried to trade him, didn't work out. The 49ers know that it's time to go with their new brand, shiny, brand new shiny toy. And here's another thing. The offense under Trey Lance is not going to look anything like the offense under Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sorry. It will not. There's going to be runs, boots, design quarterback runs, quarterback powers, you know, all kinds of crazy fakes, plays, roll up. You know, it's going to be all over the place. It's not going to look anything like Jimmy Garoppolo's offense. So there's not like this possibility that the 49ers could could be allowing Jimmy Garoppolo to edge his way back into the competition when the offensive design is going to be designed around the skill set of Trey Lance. So it's it just everything about this situation for the 49ers is pleading with them to just move on. They know that. And I believe they have. They have to kind of maneuver things in a way to, to to make teams still interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're just hoping that either a quarterback gets hurt or another team doesn't like their situation, and somebody gives the 49ers a call. So say, hey, we'll shoot you a third for Jimmy next year. You know, and if and if Jimmy Garoppolo plays more than 70% of the snaps, we'll make it a second. And the 49ers will be like, cool. And it could be less than that. It could be a fourth. It becomes a third. It could be just a fourth. It could be just a fifth. I don't know. The point being, the 49ers know when that that trigger date for Jimmy Garoppolo's contract entering into the season comes around, he's gone. Whether that's via trade or releasing him, they know that. Jimmy Garoppolo can chill all training camp. He ain't going to get the reps Trey Lance is getting, but you know this is coming to an end at some point. So I, I think at this, at this time, the best thing we can all do is just kind of sit back and enjoy the show, and there's going to be still – some questions that get asked about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance over and over and over and over. But at this point, the 49ers have told you all you need to know. They're trading Jimmy Garoppolo or they're cutting Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance is the man. And hopefully that excites you guys because as much as this quarterback situation has kind of muddied the waters of, of what you still need to realize that we're about to enter into a new quarterback era for the 49ers unlike one we've seen in quite some time the closest thing we've seen is a Colin Kaepernick a quarterback with with athletic ability that can that can tear up an offense both on the ground and through the air so and, and I'm not comparing Trey Lance to Colin Kaepernick I'm just saying you know when it comes to that dual threat athletic freakish arm talent big playability um, that Colin Kaepernick sometimes brought to the table Trey Lance is going to bring everything and more so we're entering into a cool phase for the 49ers, and I just don't want you guys to just have it ruined by the constant worry that somehow we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo take the field in 2022. And I'm hoping this is not a podcast I go back to and just eat my words, but it's just, it's all out there. It's all out there. Anything else would be bad business at this point. It's Trey Lance. It's Trey Lance. You know, let me make sure, let me peruse my notes, make sure there's, you know, the 49ers said they're thrilled with what Trey has shown already. We know he's going to grow. 
They wouldn't have tried to trade Jimmy if they didn't already think Trey was ready to start. Kyle Shanahan even said himself today, oh, I talk with Trey all the time, but I don't talk to Jimmy much. And he said that Jimmy Garoppolo was more of an independent guy that liked to kind of get away from the team during the offseason, which is perfectly fine. When I get a vacation from work, I'm a dedicated teacher. I love teaching art. But when I get away from work, I don't want to talk about work. And I, so I get that from a quarterback's perspective. You know, once you get out of the building, you want to be out of the building, come unplugged, have some, have a good time, not worry about work. I get that. But Kyle Shanahan just up to say, yeah, we talk to Trey all the time. Don't talk to Jimmy Garoppolo too much. You know, I don't think the 49ers are interested in a quarterback competition at all. And that's where this is headed. They don't, they don't need it. So a few little, uh, little tidbits, little things we've heard kind of big. I mean, big news. John Lynch said they do not see D Ford playing for the 49ers anymore. Now, I don't know exactly what that looks like. The 49ers restructured D Ford's contract this year. I think he's guaranteed about $5 million for the next two seasons. Uh, they were kind of in that position, needing to get below the salary cap with Jimmy Garoppolo still on the roster. I'd really have to take a closer look on that, uh, uh, look at that contract to see how it kind of manifests itself. Does D Ford have to be on the roster over the next two years, or if they just cut him, those five million dollars are cutting, cutting it, coming to him either way? So, John Lynch said, you know, it kind of seems like they're allowing D Ford's process to play out, but. He seemed pretty upfront that they did not expect to get any production from D Ford. They did not. I'm assuming they plan to release him, and then he'll have those injury guarantees left over in, in the form of dead money. He also said that starting center Alex Mack is returning. They believe he's returning. All signs point to him returning. He got married. He went on a honeymoon. I'm sure he's in a great state of mind, and he probably missed his football a little bit. So that's a good thing. Alex Mack played pretty well last season. Uh, he's a veteran center, somebody that is going to be important in the development of Trey Lance. So it's good that he's going to stick around. Uh, you know, uh, there are some intriguing interior offensive linemen in this draft. I've seen a lot about the depth when it comes to the interior of the offensive line in this draft. So if the 49ers want to go like guard center, somebody that could play both, um, this seems like a good year to do it. Somebody that can compete with, with Jalen Moore, somebody that can compete with Aaron Briggs, somebody that can Banks, somebody that can compete with Daniel Brunskill, and then maybe jump in uh, in place of Alex Mack, I mean, whether that's you know in next year or the year after that. Um, a lot has been made about Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa. I, I mean, it was probably just somebody's random article that spurred one conversation, which snowballed into many conversations. But, you know, the trade of Devontae Adams to the Raiders kind of spurred some, and the trade of Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins kind of spurred some, is Debo Samuel available talk? And I wouldn't say that Debo Samuel's not available. If a team called up the 49ers and was like, look, we'll give you three first-round picks for Debo Samuel. Um, they're having the conversation, okay? But... I don't think Debo. I don't think he's going anywhere, and and here's why. It's, why here's why. Debo Samuel is not your average playmaker. Let's just say playmaker because I want to refer to him as like he's not your average, uh, you know, a big time wide receiver. You know, he's not your average Devonte Adams, Mike Evans. You know, any of the big time players, Cooper Cup. He is he has established himself as just one of the most unique players in the NFL. And he just became the absolute soul of the 49ers offense last season. You're talking a guy about a guy that had 77 catches for over 1400 yards, 
averaged over 18 yards a catch, scored six, six touchdowns. He also had 59 rushes for 365 yards. That's 6.2 yards a carry. That is an elite running back number. And eight scores on the ground. That's over 17. That's almost 1,800 yards and 14 touchdowns. That is an absolute machine. Debo Samuel is a star. The 49ers cannot wait to pair him with Trey Lance and stress the hell out of a defense, whether it's through the air or with those crazy running plays. So as as interesting as it is, I don't even know if that's that interesting, to talk about the idea that rather than paying Debo Samuel $20 million a year, you could trade him for a boatload of draft picks. But Kyle Shanahan said yesterday, today, excuse me, that he's never seen a player like Debo Samuel, ever, in the history of the NFL, whether as a player or as a coach. And you don't just part with things like that. You know, you'd be losing such a massive chunk of your offensive identity by letting go of someone like Debo Samuel, who might be the most unique offensive player in the NFL. So as fun as it is to think about, talk about, it's the offseason, I get it, you got to write something. Uh, Debo Samuel's not going anywhere. I believe him and Nick Bosa are both going to get paid a lot of money. And those are players that should get paid a lot of money. It is what it is. The salary cap's going to be rising. You're going to throw those guys into the mix. Those are the guys on the on the roster that take you to the next level, that get you into the playoffs, that win you a Super Bowl. You want to part with them? Sure, enjoy your draft picks, but watch that player win somebody else big games. You know, in the end, it's about winning. Draft picks are cool, but like the Rams said, fuck them picks, and it worked for them. They just won a Super Bowl. And they almost won another one against the Patriots, all with the same philosophy of just using draft picks, draft picks to acquire premium players, players that you already know are elite. Draft picks are our rolls of the dice. So, Demo Samuel, Nick Bosa, not going anywhere. John Lynch said they've spoken to both players' agents. They're having good conversations about extensions. That's all there needs to be said about that. Now, I'm walking myself back. I also thought there was zero chance the 49ers would ever trade someone like DeForest Buckner, who was an an all-pro defensive tackle. But after it happened, after the shock wore off, he started to break down the reasons why and what's coming, and it made sense. So I'm not going to, you know, never say never, but Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa, think about what Nick Bosa did after coming off in a season-ending injury. I mean, just absolute freaks of nature in the NFL, walking superstars. I don't see him going anywhere. So that's my thoughts on that. And it really is that simple to me. It's just... I'm not going to say any player is untradeable, but man, if if one player absolutely established himself as the, you know, cornerstone of this 49ers offense, of this 49ers team, it's Debo Samuel. So, you know, that might take on that. So, let's sum this all up. Let's go backwards. Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, not going anywhere. Going to get paid a lot of money. Alex Mack's coming back, or they think so. D Ford, not going to be doing anything anymore with the 49ers. 49ers tried to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, have been able to yet, waiting for him to get healthy, and then they'll trade him, or they'll cut him, one or the other. This is Trey Lance's team moving forward. Anything else will be a complete and utter shock and a black mark against the organization. Cool. 
Good job. Shouldn't I have just done that at the beginning? Shouldn't this podcast have been five minutes and I could have just done that? Not even five minutes. But, hey, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's all you guys. It ain't, it ain't me. I mean, I, I get on here and say words, but without you guys on the other on the other end of the, uh, of the speaker, downloading the podcast, listening to the podcast, recommending the podcast, rating, reviewing the podcast, none of this would go anywhere. And I appreciate it. You know, I say it every single episode. Don't care. Hope you don't mind hearing it. You guys, the reason uh, Striking Gold is gold in and of itself. So, appreciate it. Um, it is Tuesday. This will come out on Wednesday. The 49ers give me a reason to jump back on here later in the week. Maybe I will. If I don't, I don't. I'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, I love you. Thank you. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold. We are signing up. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.